Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report. is brought to you by Byers Auto. That is Tim May, Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. Ryan Day, the only member of the program to speak on a Tuesday. A little bit of a change there, or a lot of a change for Ohio State to not have players and assistant coaches. Ryan Day stood up there for half an hour to answer questions, almost exclusively about the defense. Yeah. And he, well, there was he, one he question. Took questions. Yeah. He didn't necessarily answer them all. Uh, he doesn't want to reveal some of the fixes or ways that Ohio State wants to address it, and some he has not made yet. Uh, he talked about the structure of the staff. He talked about the alignment of the defense and the scheme. He talked about the personnel. And But he gave no particulars in no any of it. No real particulars, yeah. other than he was asked specifically, after kind of dancing around it, is Kerry Combs still the defensive coordinator? And the answer to that is yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so that that was the real only true question he answered because now you're wondering, so what are they doing uh, from the standpoint of Ryan Day is going to be a, you got to be from a fly on the wall, he's going to be a focal point probably sitting in the middle of these defensive meetings this week trying to figure out, you know, without him saying, I'm just going on what I'm reading into it. Hey, what are the reads here? What are the keys? You know, what, 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 why, why is this defense looking so discombobulated on many occasions the first two games? And number three, you know, you hang your hat on at Ohio State defensively, stop the run first. That has not happened. The first two games has been an embarrassment to a, to a run de- a, a defense that's trying to get its act together. You know, obviously it's number 122 in the nation last year against the pass in terms of average yards per game. Now the running game, it's, it's kind of an abomination uh, of what's going on. So he wants to get all of that figured out. But I think he also, you got the indication and 
and uh, Spence can elaborate on this too. Uh, you know, who's speaking up? Who seems to have the ideas that we should be going forth with from yeah. here? You know, by the way, I'm talking about him talking, not me talking. And uh, so will, will there be a structure change from the standpoint of hierarchy in the defensive staff? That remains to be seen. Will, for example, Kerry Combs be sent upstairs during games to better get a feel for what is and isn't working? Right. And like you, but you brought up a good question we talked about on my podcast, but are you, are you going to get some false reads the next couple of weeks yeah. off of that also? Because right. Tulsa is not exactly a running team. Uh, they played Oklahoma State really tough, but and then of course we know what Akron is. But <laughs> wow, you know they do build tires there, but running game may not be exactly <laughs> what they're about. Yeah, and I think right now for this team, it should be regroup, refocus, take a deep breath, and and just figure out figure things out. I know that's easier said than done, but like you kind of just have to start from bare bones. Like okay, this is how it needs to be run. This is what needs to be changed. And I think right now the best thing for this defense is actually to have Ryan Day in the room. If there's one person in the world that I would pick to choose to pick apart a defense, it's Ryan Day. Mm. And so if he can get his hands on this defense right. a little bit, and I know that's not what he wants to do, but in the next two weeks you could roll the ball out there and score 50 points against Tulsa and Akron. The offense doesn't need attention right now. The defense does. And so if you have a mastermind who picks apart every defense he, he faces – in there and saying, no, this is not going to work because this is what I would do against it. This is the answer you can have. I think that's the best thing right now for this defense is to have another set of eyes from the other side of the ball that knows how to scheme against it and then say, okay, Kerry, okay, Al, this is what you can do right now, yeah. and this is where we're going to go from here. And, the, you know, a, a big part of the reason that Ryan Day wanted this single high safety scheme for Ohio State is because it gave him the most problems as a play caller. Okay? Well, yeah. You know, other people have figured out how to adjust and manipulate and toy with Ohio State and get them out of uh, out of alignment, out of whack, missing responsibilities, missing assignments. You know, we've seen that. We don't have yes. to talk about it again. Alabama did it with their passing attack. Minnesota did it with seven offensive linemen, and Oregon did it with misdirection. There are clearly several different ways to attack what's going on here, and that doesn't mean that Ohio State can't operate a single high safety system. They did it two years ago. Now, we know we've talked about this before, that there's not a Chase Young or a Jeff Okuda out there. Obviously, that helps. But Ohio State has enough very good players and coaches to get this fixed. And I, I it's not possible, I think, for the three of us, we may have ideas yeah. to just sit here and say, this is how it's going to get done, because all three areas are really wrapped up in, into one overarching problem. Yeah, and as I, as I touched on in, my, in the podcast with you, what bothered me was like the, the first big play of the second half was not an end sweep. Was not a sweep. You know, uh, variations on a theme. The Green Bay Packer sweep is what they ran around the left end there for three of their touchdowns. Was right up the gut when you had your Mike linebacker just vacate the premises. You had your uh, your lone high safety vacate the premises, and all of a sudden, you know, the worst thing in the world is to see your lone safety chasing a guy from behind. I mean, that is After not a good up defense. Twenty yards. Well, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. They both got snookered from like their, what are you going to call it, their reads, their keys on that play. And that, that see, that's what Ryan has got to do a deep dive into. It's not necessarily what you're calling. It's what are you teaching these guys to read on a defense? Because th these are talented players. These are all talented guys. But when you're so out of position, like we talked about, you know, when you've got a, a, a wide receiver guy on the edge 
who comes in and one, one play he takes out two players. The next play, he takes out three players just by being in the middle of it. And guy, Buckeyes running into each other. I'm talking about it on the sweeps. Yeah. You've got a major problem on your hands. It has nothing to do with the defense that was called. It's like recognition of what's going on right in front of your face. And it also has nothing to do, and I don't want to get too in, in the in the weeds here, but it also has nothing to do with like, they were they were talking about how it was like crack and replace. It was yeah. a simple fix, crack and replace. Okay, well, well it's, it's not simple. I, but, but if you crack and replace, there were uh, there was a guard and another offensive lineman coming around the edge that were just going to wipe those guys out. And so there has to be flow from the rest of the defense. And I think... I th- you have to understand, you got to understand something there though. It's not necessarily that you're going to make the tackle whatever. It's that you're going to at least force the play back inside where the posse, yeah. or the cavalry's exactly. coming over the hill. Exactly. You know, and we saw Michigan get snookered like that when, when Curtis Samuel scored that winning touchdown, you know? I mean, go ahead. The, big, the biggest thing, though, is like, yes, there is always an offensive scheme that can beat your defense. Joe Moorhead has figured out how to beat yes. this defense. He is, a, he is really good at what he does, and I think we, we do need to give some credit there, and we need to give some credit to Steve Sarkeesian, who have both just called master masterpieces of games against Kerry Combs' defense. Good point. These guys have drawn it up and figured it out and done it. And so now you start back at the beginning and say, okay, you know, Ryan Day figured out Don Brown's defense. Michigan had to adjust. And now they think they have a defense that that can hang or a scheme that can mitigate what Ohio State can do. Ohio State has to figure out what needs to change to where the next time they see a spread-style offense with talent equated – where they don't get their pants pulled down because that's what's happened the last two times they've played the spread offense. Well, yeah. Like, and then it, I, it, that's just yeah. the, the simple reality. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Pants. I think maybe, they call it getting pants. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not amusing, but it just the colorful language that comes out of losses when they're so rare around here. Yeah. yeah. And you can just, oh, yeah. you just sense like the mood in here, the fact that Ryan Day was the only one who spoke today at the on Tuesday, you know, press availability. There's so much on edge around here because the standards are so incredibly high. Sometimes you just have to take a moment to be like, they lost one game. Yeah. Now, it's also an opportunity because otherwise you're running into when we talk about 2018 or 2014, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The TCU game was a precursor to what was going to happen for the rest of that year on defense. And they kept winning. They kept winning. And they were like, okay, everything is actually fine. We're yeah. gonna, and, and then you get the situations like Purdue, like going into a dogfight, crazy dogfight with Maryland and having to fight for life. And really, it was Ohio State's defense that the college football playoff committee said, you know what, we don't need this team involved. Okay, so there is, I'm not trying to, as Berm said on Saturday, put lipstick on a pig here, but sometimes when you lose, you get the wake-up call that you need. And that did happen in 2014. Yeah. And so these hard conversations that they're having, I understand why Ryan Day can't sit in there 48 hours later and say, here it is, I just found the new blueprint. Yeah. You ha- That's going to take a lot of time. Oh, yeah. And it is silver lining, beneficial, however you want to look at it, that they have Tulsa and Akron and Rutgers in Maryland to work through this. Maybe people want to give more credit to those last two teams I named. doesn't matter. You still have two or three weeks to really ramp things up. And they have to because by the end of October with Indiana and Penn State, you have no choice. And here's the thing. 
Ryan Day's sitting there and he's talking to us, and I know in his head he's thinking, you know what, C.J. Stroud has thrown for what 700 yards his first two games. Yeah. Some guy, some guy intimated maybe they should have tried another quarter. He's go, man, you know. But anyway, you never know what people are going to ask, right? Until they ask it. But my point well, I'm is, I'm sure he was thankful for that one because it was pretty easy to answer. Yeah, my point is, he knows he has an offense that's he can look at it. You can watch the first two games and go, it's going to get better and better because his quarterback's going to get better and better, and he's already pretty damn good. Right. You know, despite what, you know, when one bad pass goes away, goes the wrong way, you know, blah, 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 jerk him out of there. What a <laughs> joke. But my point is, he knows he's got the goods on offense yeah. to be big-time contender, and he knows from watching Joe Moorhead snooker his defense seven or eight times on Saturday, not just on three or four plays, right. that something is very wrong in the structure and it may not be the structure, quote, of the actual defense. It's the way it's being taught or the way it's being conveyed. And we and do not discount the fact that you've got all these brand-new starters playing now who have never faced big-time challenges like this on a consistent basis. But that's why you and I opined, well, get your, like, 12 or 15 best guys and, play them and let them play three, three series in a row and see what's up. You know, that's the only way. Marlon Kerner talked about that on my podcast. That's the only way you get better is like you've just faced this and you come off the field and then another guy goes in at your cornerback spot and now he's got to learn it all over himself. If you I mean, look at the three announced before you get into the Spencer late in the game when Ohio State made the plays he needed to yeah. defensively, well, Cameron Brown was on the field, Denzel Burke was on the field, Ronnie Hickman was on the field, Cody Simon was on mm-hmm. the field, Roger Mitchell was on the field, yeah. Pascal Garrett was on the field, Zach Harrison was on the field, Yes. Teron Vincent was on the field. Now, Bryson Shaw was on the field, but Josh Proctor was hurt. The last one, though, JT Tuimaloa was on the field. Yeah. So it's not 100% that I'm talking about. Maybe he is one of the best 11 already. And if you look at the film, I mean, the film doesn't lie. He looked good in those last couple series, and he looked good in the little playing time he got. But none of these guys are getting a lot of playing time right now because they play 26 guys on defense. And the one thing that that I think Ryan Day realizes now that he's seen it maybe at its its low point for the defense, you don't get very many chances – to have this special of an offense. Exactly. You really don't. Like I'm saying. Ohio State has record-breaking offenses almost every year. This offense is even better. You're it right. truly yeah. is. Can be. You cannot waste an offense this good yeah. with a defense that you put on the field against Oregon. Yeah. And so I think this program now, the people behind me, now realize that. They understand the magnitude of what this offense is capable of. Putting up 600 yards and still only getting 28 points is not acceptable. But yeah. this offense is capable of even more than that. Well, he lamented them getting away from the running game, but like we talked about, when Verdell's goes 77 yards or whatever that was on the first, you know, early play of the second half and gets up two touchdowns, that changes everything oh, yeah. about how you call a game, you know. But uh, but you're exactly right. I mean, that's he knows he's got the goods on this side. He Does he you, know he has the good? But you know what? Alabama was asking itself the exact same questions this time a year ago after that trip to Ole Miss. You, you cannot waste – an offense this good and yeah. there has to be something done and now he realizes that I think Ohio State's changes are coming like I don't think we can say like I think Ohio State's going to change Ohio State is going to change I'm very excited to see on Saturday what this thing looks like yeah and it we'll see what how quickly it connects what all they do if Kerry Combs goes they got a blitz more I, I almost think that <laughs> the, the easiest solution if Kerry Combs doesn't this is just me spitballing Tim we don't have to open up a whole nother can of worms all right. a lot of things they could do oh yeah Kerry Combs, if you're going to, most defensive coordinators, most, not all, work from the booth so they can see what's going on and then yep. they're focused only on the game and not motivating and making adjustments. If Kerry Combs wants to stay on the field, then you may see that Matt Barnes is taking control of the play calling. 
or Al Washington, perhaps. Uh, yeah. yeah. Probably one of those two guys would be the solution. Al Washington. Well, he kind of put and he put the he put to bed the idea. I think that Paul Rhodes could necessarily well, he be elevated. He can't. He's not allowed point. to have communication right. with the players. Right. So. Right. But but you could. But he's not. You can get be, rid of this guy and hire this yes. guy. That can always happen. That does not appear to be. The, I mean. Right. He didn't definitively say he would never. But do he it. sure didn't. He didn't go. Yes, I'm did, thinking that way. Yeah. Exactly. So I think those would be the things to watch for this weekend and next. If Kerry Combs stays on the field, then I think you might be hearing a different voice leading that defense. Now, that doesn't mean we've gone through this before with offensive play calling, right, and Urban Meyer and right. Ryan Day and that. like doesn't necessarily mean it's Kerry Combs not his defense or anything like that, but just the way that they handle in-game adjustments and call plays. I don't know. That would be my theory. Yeah. We have a lot more shows this week to talk about that as we go along. But it is interesting that Ryan is addressing this and is getting after it and getting into the and room. is very left no left no – and he's no not, mistake that he's perturbed that yes. he has to do this because he named off Mark Pantone, bringing the talent in, Mickey Marotti developing him physically, you know, and he kind of left unsaid that, you know, 600-something yards of offense should yep. win a game and 28 points. But this this group over here, headed by this guy, is not getting it done yet. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That's exactly what he said. Not happy and disappointed that he has to be more involved on defense. That wasn't the way he uh, envisioned the program being operated. That's Tim May and Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. This has been the Practice Report, and it is brought to you by Byers Auto. As always, a lot more coverage about Ohio State getting ready for Tulsa on Saturday, rebounding from the Oregon loss coming at LettermanRow.com. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.